like there's like so much consent culture and all that stuff going on and they like take you on a tour of it and they're like these are the back rooms these are like the different levels you can just like go have sex in a room or go have sex where like people can see you or go have sex in a place where like people can ask to join you or like there's just like different levels well Um, it's right next to it's right next to the house of comedy like i did stand up in one of those rooms yeah. People stumble in and look like, hey, is this an order? I'm just no telling yeah. Just yeah, telling I mean, jokes. If, if we had stayed at the club, we would have had complete control. And so we talked about what we were expecting, what we were wanting from the night, what our boundaries were before we went into the situation. Smart. But we never went to what if the craziest possible thing happens and we end up at an orgy because we were like, we're going to have control. This isn't going to happen. That's not what happened. Thank you, Chris, for coming on our show, the host of Reclaim Your Radiance. Yes. I am so excited to have you on here. We're going... Yeah, me too. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So you have a hilarious story about a threesome. Multiple threesomes. Multiple threesomes. Throughout Thailand. I mean, yeah, they they span all over Asia. I I just... (laughs) I threesomed my way through Asia. (laughs) Um, So when did this happen? I mean, I, like my first threesome, I was in Colombia when I was like 21 or something. And then my first time I had had like almost nine or 10 by the time I got back to Canada when I was like, I, I don't know, my first threesome in Canada, I was like 25 or something. Well, there's probably a big, is there a difference between the the Latin threesome and the, the Pacific Northwest threesome where everyone's like, can I, can I rub your elbow? Can I, can I kiss your neck as opposed to like. Oh, they just like the romantic rolling their R's, kissing you, something like that. Oh, like a little bit. Yeah. In Colombia, it was with a like a couple. And so it was like being loved by two people at once, which was like really cool. And that was my first experience. And they like got us a hotel where they like paid by the hour for the night. And you like drove in and it like closed behind you. So nobody would see you cheating or whatever. Like it was done. Reef some hotel. Oh, cheating hotel. Yeah. It's a cheating hotel in Colombia. <laughs> so this so it's there, well a cheating hotel here. or a drug deal hotel it's like either either or it's either or <laughs> it's sketchy pay by the hour yeah like if you're, oh, you're yeah. selling drugs the cops go like no no i'm cheating i swear to god <laughs> it's just like <laughs> <laughs> i'm just cheating oh no, just okay. i'm not selling drugs i'm just cheating i swear <laughs> <laughs> so yeah what was the yeah. what was the funniest one you've ever had what was the one that you stumbled into Oh man, yeah. There was there's two in particular that I think of, and one of them was in Canada, and one of them was in Malaysia, where it happened by accident. But in both cases, like really good sex happened, but like only really with one person, and the third person was just kind of like there, and it was funny that they were there, but didn't like it didn't actually work. Um, <laughs> that reminds me of that that poor person. Yeah. yeah, that reminds me of like Ross and Friends, where like he just made a sandwich while. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, the one in Canada is, like, oh, that one was funny because, like, I went out with a girlfriend such like, a person that I didn't know very well from a job that I used to have. And so, like, we were having, like, dinner and drinks and stuff. And I, like, thought that she might be into me. And I thought that she might be, like, at least somewhere on the gay spectrum. And I wasn't quite sure yet. And this night confirmed it because she got very, very drunk. Like, drunk that she was slurring her words. And then this guy came up behind us and was like, I want to buy you guys shots. Like, I'm celebrating. Let's celebrate. And he was like, very suave, very cool. And like, within like five minutes, both of them independently were like, I would like to take you home. And I was like, (laughs) now I have a choice to make. What? 
Um, but the girl was like, you know, there was like this weird like friendship and more kind of situation where it's like, I'm responsible for her because I, I'm like, she's too drunk to handle herself yeah. and we're out. But then I really want to go home with this guy. So what do I do? And then like, he noticed that we were like having this debate and he like pretty much picks up on it. He comes over. He's like, I can take both of you home. And yeah. we're like, oh, all right. Okay, I love that confidence, right? They'd be right. But I like, you know, hey, what if, you know, it's just like, boom, right to the point. Oh, my God. It's so much hotter than this story coming from like a threesome app. Like this happened in real okay. time. Everyone saw everyone from across the bar in a foreign land. Were you guys all like in the same hostel or are these locals? Oh, this well, was, this was in Vancouver. Vancouver. Oh, yeah, this was. Well, what bar in um, what bar in Vancouver? Wow. For our listeners, just so they can um, give them hope. This was Lamplighter on a Tuesday night, okay. and no, it's Gas Town. It uh, it's actually on a Tuesday, Tuesday night, night. Everyone, Tuesday nights are going to be lit. Vancouver's opening up it's, again. Those people are ready. Now more than ever, everyone's cooped up. Now more than ever, head out to Lamplighter. Exactly. You guys it's sponsor us. <laughs> it's uh, and so like essentially. She like I, I turned to her and gave her the choice because like she I think was only really into me and he was only into me and so it's like one of those awkward situations. It's usually not like a but three way distribution. There's always a there's always a scale tipping in one direction, and she was probably too drunk to consent, but she did. And so we all piled into this like taxi van with my bike and went to my house. Your bike? That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're all on your bike. No. I know. I don't know. The bike was just shoved in the taxi with Never mind. Yeah, it was. Um, and so it also very important is like so the guy was like very experienced in this and he knew how to like include three people and yeah. the woman had never even had a sex with the other woman, but she was very into it. Um, but but like yeah, there wasn't any chemistry between them two, so it was stumbly and it was awkward. And then kind of thankfully, very soon into it. I have this like really intense memory of like the girl like getting up and like butt nu- butt naked except for her socks, getting up, kind of stumbling to one side and then stumbling to the other side and like going out the door and going and spending the rest of the night in the bathroom puking. Aww. Oh, so she didn't even get to start. Uh, yeah, she didn't get to really do that much, but it ended up being so much better because like the sex was just so good with this guy. Um, and then the next day, I think the funniest part of this entire story, he had enough energy for two. Yeah. He used en- enough energy for two that he was ready for on one. So you bought a good, good time. Get the- <laughs> he, was, he was so sexy. He was so tall and so big. So he could just pick me up and put me against the wall. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, but the next, the next day, uh, it was this weird situation where like neither of them would leave because both of them knew that the longer they stayed, like the person who stayed longest would get to have sex. Oh, the morning sex. There you go. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds like this, like, this like competition. What is that? Those are going to make, like, make me breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever makes me breakfast, <laughs> please slip out. Here. <laughs> I have some laundry to do. Does anyone want to fold it? <laughs> so, did you, did this result in like a threesome in the morning? No, well, because, like, there was no more alcohol involved. And, like, these two people were, like, in competition, not attracted to each other kind of thing. It was, but it was so interesting being, like, like, all of us knew exactly what was happening, but nobody was saying it. And, like, yeah. they were, like, oh, is there any coffee? I'm, like, no. <laughs> They're, like, that's fine. Oh, stay. 
That's what I do. I'm taking the bathroom all night, but I don't need any any kind of drugs to help me out right now, like coffee. Yeah, I'm just up. <laughs> I was like, I've got tea, and they're like, uh, sure, yeah, sure. I, and I like love tea. I actually do love tea. I am a tea person too. Chris, what's your favorite tea? <laughs> what's your favorite? It's oh my god, that's my favorite tea too. <laughs> we have so much in common. Oh my god, do you want to stay? Yeah, it was um, it was so funny. And like at a certain point, it was like really, really obvious that like this guy was going to win. He was not going to give up. Yeah. And like the girl was like slowly losing her confidence. And she was just like, OK, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. She also was supposed to be at work and she just didn't show up to work that day. Oh, <laughs> oh she really wanted you. Oh, wow. That's really good. That's yeah. Good. And then she yeah, she eventually was just like, OK, I'm going to go now. And it was like, yeah, sorry, you lost. What happened first? <laughs> Did she ever meet with you again? I did actually. Like six months later, we actually slept okay. together. Which is- yeah, like we, we kind of like lost contact, but like she was still interested in meeting up. And then we went to this like lesbian theater show, and that just like that did the trick. And we had a lesbian theater. theater guys. Lesbian theater is that a, is lesbian theater a turn on? Like what is lesbian? Up a twosome, ready to go, riled <laughs> up from the lesbian theater. What it like sponsored by the government of Canada. <laughs> what, what, is, what is uh what is lesbian theater is it just two girls uh rehearsing who, who's on first <laughs> i mean it was it was the fringe festival if you've ever been to the fringe festival yeah. oh yeah yeah. So no. there's like i'm from yeah. the best fringe festivals in canada yeah oh it's so good but it was i think it was also oh it wasn't just like it was very just like all the spectrum of sexuality and it was also people relating their stories it was kind of dark it was like uh all people talking about like different sexual stories that may not have been very pleasant but like very open and wonderful to like discuss in this kind of forum and hear people's like really honest accounts of what happened to them but it was just like so honest and raw and there was like oh there was just i don't know it's like i just still raw. well i'm good for it so six months later she played the long game she got in she got in eventually nice. well that was probably good because she probably really wanted to show off she probably really made it all about you then yeah. well no she was she was new to it a lot of the time, there's a lot of teaching involved yeah. in gay sex, um, at least in my experiences, just because a lot of women want to get into it, but haven't been given the opportunity and feel like they need to have a certain level of skill and don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And so there's a lot of like just being really opening and welcoming and being like, yeah, I'll, I'll show you what you need to know. Yeah. Well, that's understandable because like you were drunk at the lamp later on Tuesday, so you needed to get a good cracking in. So it's like, it's good that you had that guy. I got a good cracking in. I didn't want to have to teach you tonight. What? Yeah. I get late to this. And that's it. Yeah. Well, I it's can't a teach you. It's a school night. I didn't get mine. Because <laughs> like, if it was a weekend, we could take our time. Three to four hours, but it's a school night. I didn't get a good lay-in. I mean, you can't be a teacher of two subjects at once. You can't teach somebody how to fuck a woman and have a threesome at the same time. It just doesn't work. True. Well, well not sure. Yeah. Lots to take on. Because there's nuance. There's, like, there's a lot of like picking up on like... um there's all like picking up on like what's going on like if so uh, like if a girl pitches your nipples i mean she wants her nipples pinched like you need to pick up that stuff right like usually people project what they want what they like right. and you need to just be really intuitive so like if someone's new to it it would have ruined the experience and it's a tuesday night so we don't have three hours we we gotta be in bed by 12. <laughs> i mean we took three hours but we didn't have the time oh that guy took three hours it sounds like he's very well hung you had the time of your life you're he like, like you didn't say his face once it sounds like he was very strong had he had testosterone through the roof so he 
He was lifter. He was Jack to the max. Oh, he was good. I actually, my nickname for him in the years to come when I would tell this story was the Yukon sex god. (laughs) (laughs) You, he's from the Yukon? Yeah. Oh my God, I haven't met anyone from there yet. The Yukon, for all of you Americans, it's a place in Canada where four people live. (laughs) And he's one of them. And they're all jacked and ready to go for hours. They all know how to fuck because they're mining for gold. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Or the Klondike. There's nothing else to do there. So tell us about the Asia one, because that one's very interesting. Well, I want to know what you... I would actually like to know what you've learned from your experience having threesomes and maybe that will come into play with like your Asian trip there. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's very different whether or not it's like with a couple or not like, are you part of the couple? Are they part of the couple? Um, I think it's really beautiful if you're the third, because then it's like, yeah, it's if you act as one cohesive unit, if you're like the couple, you get to be just like, this is your, like it's you two having sex with one person and I think the best strategy I've seen for that is that like you kind of don't touch your partner so much. You focus on the third person. And so like both of you are just you're like acting as one having sex with this other person together. And I think that's a really good strategy if you're you have to be, in a you partnership feel as well. So it's like you have to make sure that no one's jealous. They're not stepping on any toes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so the best way to do that is just like all of it's just concentrated on like the third person. And when it's three random people, I mean, that's the best situation. And it's just, you just kind of, I don't know. I mean, it's really awkward. Actually, yes. Most of the awkward situations that I've ended up in has been like, if two people are both attracted to the third, then it's never going to go well. There has to be like this equal understanding and equal like attraction between everyone. Like one time it was literally just the guy was interested in me, but I really wanted to have sex with the girl. And we were in Thailand at the time, I think. And like, he had a room. He had a private room. And so we were like, we can just go to his room and like, we'll include him. It's fine. But like, that was not a good idea. <laughs> Why was it? What happened? Oh, so you just went to his own room and had sex in his room in front of him, essentially. No, no, no. We included him. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But that wasn't really the intention, which was like, yeah. yeah, it didn't really work. It has to be like a, we all want to do this together. Um, and you can get into like so many like tantric side of it versus just like, the base minimum would be we're all equally attracted to each other and it's not like two people who are both like competing or something or like yeah no, you don't sort of that run away you don't want any jealousy involved like like i like what you said where it's like the, the couple is like just trying to make this person comfortable it's all about them and they're just like unless they're both fighting over you and then you're just like yeah. fight to the death who's gonna make me a sandwich <laughs> it's all it's no I know what you mean. That would make sense. And would you, is this something, because right now you're seeing a guy, right? And mm-hmm. would you say that this, is this something that you guys are into or pursuing? Like, are you taking on a third or how does that go when you're the couple who decides to do this? Yeah, that is something we haven't quite worked out yet. Um, we ended up in... I haven't talked about this publicly and I'm going to bring it up on my podcast at some point because it's something we really want to talk through like the two of us and like kind of show where our emotions got to and how we worked through it. Um, But we ended up in an orgy by accident. That's a that's a a fun stumble. What happened? (laughs) Start from the beginning. Oh, yeah. So Chris, 
Yeah, before so before we're at the like, accident like, award. It was the Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so like I've never we we've always had this intention that we're like we're going to open it up. We're going to do it slowly and we're going to do it very intentionally. And um, yeah, because it's all about like okay, here's this boundary. Let's see how we feel about it. But what's then the, the problem boundary? is like if you're wait, wait. so like what's like, the boundary? So that's like a, boundaries. Tell people like what are like what are good boundaries if you're going to start? Yeah, I mean it's all up to you, right? It's like, but it's it, it's all about knowing yourself and knowing what you're comfortable with and where your jealousies lie and how you can mitigate that jealousy and also like you know discovering why you're jealous, right? There's typically there's like three reasons that you're jealous of that I've heard of is like the first is um, that like your fear of being replaced, you know, like, oh no, this person's going to replace me because yeah. So there's fear of being replaced. There's the fear of missing out. And so they're doing something without you. And then there's also the fear that you're not good enough. And those three kind of jealousies really play out in different ways. And so being able to identify, oh, I'm like, I have a fear of being replaced. And so that's why watching my partner have sex with another woman is really triggering for me. But if I'm involved then like I'm not being replaced. I'm part of this situation. Yeah, you're getting so, like, just or later it's a shared experience. It's like, well, you want with a couple. That's always thought yeah. like there's this new like I always thought I would rather someone cheat on me with sixteen people than one intimately. Yeah. So it's just like you just need to get that lady nut out. You like you have a sex drive, you get a lady you see how nothing needs to be busted. You like you the tiger woods rough. Whereas it's just like you're fucking these whores. It's not intimate. You just want to do some mechal shit as opposed to like one intimate thing where it's like, that would be devastating. Whereas it's just like when you're dating someone, it's like, hey, I should be your, your end all be all like your intimacy. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's interesting. Why do you figure know, out? Like, do you, do you agree? Like if you were to cheat on, would it matter to be 16 sluts or one ready really connected with? No, I would prefer that it would be uh, but the thing is that we don't, we wouldn't have cheating in our relationship. Like, no, no I, like, like hypothetically, like, would you be easier? Hypothetically, yes, yeah, 16. 16. 16. But I, and when I say we don't have cheating in our relationship, it's, it's that like we, we wouldn't call it that because we have an understanding that even yeah, if something yeah. were to happen, that we weren't able to communicate to the other person in time to say, hey, I have these needs. These needs are getting met. I actually had this impulse. I went and did this. I slept with this other person. Now we're going to talk about it. We've opened up the conversation enough that we would talk to each other about it. Before and it wouldn't be seen as cheating. Before it would be seen as, like, because it, it wouldn't be a break of trust, right? Cheating is a break of trust, not when sleeping you, with someone else. When would you bring that up in a relationship, like, almost right away? That, yeah. that was some, that was an intervention? Okay. So you guys yeah. been thinking about it for a while. Yeah, because, like, we, I mean, being bisexual means that, like, I've done this before. I've been yeah, in a sure, relationship sure. and been like, oh shit, I have this craving and I wasn't able to satisfy it. Like, yeah. it's it's a need. It's not a want. It's not me being selfish. I, first. So if you're a price I have some more cowbell. There are definitely... <laughs> there are definitely bisexuals who would be completely monogamous, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I just, I've found through a lot of, a lot of, a couple of mistakes and a lot of thoughts that I am mostly a relationship person when it comes to men, mostly sexually attracted to women. And at least once a year, I will get this like deep craving where I like just, I need to go have sex with a woman. It's just, I need that intimacy in that like, well, just, it's so is, feminine. The thing is, 
that's good with a relationship because like when you share that, you don't feel like you're on that. That's the worst thing with a, with a relationship is you're hiding something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you can't feel like you're on an island because you're not working as a team. So if you share it and they accept it, then you're still a team and you're working on it together exactly. and you work it out together. So it's just like, it's, yeah. if you're still a team and everything's out on the table, then it's just like, you're still a fucking team and they know where you're exactly. working. And you're not playing back as well. Like you're not feeling like you're hiding anything or like you can't be yourself around so it's like it's yeah. always the honesty is always the best when it comes to that stuff. Because then, like, if they love you, then they'll be cool with it. And if not, then you'll talk about it, and they'll know that it's genuine. So, like, that's why it's important. Yeah. So let's get to yeah. this party. <laughs> now we got now we got the full house sentimental last twenty two minutes. What did we learn? What did we learn? The evidence to come out of the way. Let's get to the orgy. <laughs> oh man, it was. This was my only like group sex experience. I'd only ever had three before and I'd only ever been in a situation where I wasn't in a relationship with any of the people involved, which is beautiful. So good. So simple. So like, I just got to take care of me and there's no love involved. In and out, get home, take a melatonin, back to work in the morning. <laughs> exactly. It's totally fun. Uh, yeah. So this was, oh, okay. So we went to a sex club and we're what was it? It was kind of clubs. like called Eden and it's in New West, New Westminster. Just so right next to all the bridal shops. <laughs> That's all crew West dance, just bridal shops <laughs> and strip dance yeah. about all. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's like there's like so much consent culture and all that stuff going on. And they like take you on a tour of it. And they're like, these are the back rooms. These are like the different levels. You can just like go have sex in a room or go have sex where like people can see you or go have sex in a place where like people can ask to join you or like there's just like different levels. Well, uh, it's right next. To, it's right next to the House of Commons. Like I did stand up in one of those rooms. Yeah. Dude, people stumbled in, looking like, "Hey, is this an orgy?" I'm just no telling. To, yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, telling I mean, jokes. If, <laughs> if we had stayed at the club, we would have had complete control. And so we talked about what we were expecting, what we were wanting from the night, what our boundaries were before we went into the situation. Smart. But we never went to what if the craziest possible thing happens and we end up at an orgy because we were like, we're going to have control. This isn't going to happen. That's not what happened. <laughs> so we, um, yeah, we went, we went to the sex club and it was still COVID times. And so there wasn't like dancing and like the rooms were all at like half capacity and stuff. And so like within like two minutes of the upstairs rooms opening up, they're all full to like COVID capacity. And so we could, like, everybody was just so sexually frustrated. We're like, we're all in these sexy outfits and none of us can do anything. And we're like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> like, that tension. Yeah, that tension. So much tension. And so we were got, we got invited to an after party and we didn't think of anything of it. We're like, yeah, let's keep hanging out. Sure, why not? Like the club seemed to end and the night seemed to end too early. So what is after party? Again, really not thinking about this. And to to give you an idea, like our our boundaries for the night, we really want to bring in a third and we want it to be a male third. Uh, because of various things between us. Um, but we really want it to be a male third. And so that's what we were hoping for. Either have sex in public for the first time where people can see us or bring in a male third. And that's that, that's where we're at. We're like super early and new. And instead, yeah, it just, it started so subtly to the point where like I didn't realize what was happening. And then all of a sudden, like my friend's blowing her partner right in front of me. And I'm like, okay, this is happening. All right. Like still not thinking anything of it. Still not like realizing what's about to happen, and the, like the air in the room was just getting sexier and sexier. A certain genesis was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh, it was. Who and then yeah, all of a sudden it was just full blown going on, and it's 
it wasn't it was just it was a lot of like sexual frustration and not a lot of like teamwork and consent like there just wasn't enough talking about it beforehand and like the friends of mine that were there that had done similar situations before slash like one of them who's more into like the tantric side of sex was very much like yeah that was just like a mutual masturbation session like everybody was just going wild and crazy and there was like because it's COVID, it's just right everyone is so sexually frustrated and so it was just coming out in that way and yeah it um we we didn't do it together we like as a couple in this situation we didn't we didn't go at it from a team standpoint um because there was also somebody there that um i had had sex with before there was a woman that i had had sex with during our relationship um because that's something we opened up very early that because there's no like jealousy there and there's no comparison there to be had it was and it's something easy to be like okay yeah like i can i can go have sexual um times with other women just not relationships with them and that's and so like that woman was there and so that confused everything and then like we just weren't attacking it as a team and so yeah it um it got to a point where i had to run into the bathroom and cry (laughs) it overwhelmed me quite a bit and like it didn't like my my brain didn't catch up with my body to the point where like it took me about 24 hours afterwards to realize what had happened but all i knew was that something was wrong and it just like slowly like there was don't get me wrong. There was moments where I was like just surrounded and I was like, oh, I'm a fucking queen. This is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's on top of the world. But yeah. And then there was moments where I was like, what's happening? Why do I not feel okay? And all I could feel was just pain. And so I just went into the bathroom and screamed. Oh. So how did you uh, like how that's was the that? hidden dark side? Yeah, that's the hidden dark side. Like sometimes it, it can be overwhelming. So what happened like afterwards? Did you get like, what was the vibe afterwards? Did he have a good time? I, you know what? I, I don't regret it. Um, also like, cause now that we've done that, we can like, that just gives us so much like, okay, we've learned so much in such a short amount of time. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. The, the lesson there is, um, always talk to your partner about all the extreme situations when going to a sex club, because you never know what might happen. And you should talk about all the, even if they seem completely wild and so far out there, um, you know, that's cool. Let's put, okay, we're at 32 minutes. Let's put a button on that. Could you plug your podcast for us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so my podcast is called uh, Reclaim Your Radius. It is, um, it's a self-love, body positivity, um, open sexual expression and exploration podcast um, where I interview somebody every two weeks now. Um, yeah, about how they... How they live their radiant life. You also have your own like twist and unique perspective on the world, which has been really nice to to listen to. Um, and you're very genuine. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. anybody that's fans with us, check out Chris's podcast. She's amazing. I love her pieces. Thank yes. you so much for coming. Thank you on. so much for coming on and sharing. Oh, your thanks, story. guys. That's so cute. <laughs>